The following is an instant reaction YouTube exclusive content. To get more YouTube exclusive content, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel at Don't Go Out There. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin. And they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast, uh, powered by the Big Three Roll-Up. Uh, just want to thank all our fans and listeners. really appreciate the support. Uh, tonight, we're going to conclude our instant reactions to the trilogy of, you know, the Fear Street trilogy. This is part three, uh, 1666. Um, this was a... Uh, let's just... Brian, Mike, what, what were your thoughts? Uh, you know, this is an instant reaction. We didn't take great detailed notes. We didn't, you know, we just watched it all for fun like we have the other two. Uh, personally, I will say before y'all go, this was my least favorite and I'll explain why in a little bit. Brian, what's your uh, just instant reaction? Um, I would probably agree with that. Not going into spoilers whatsoever, um, unless we are. But I, I just I didn't put any spoilers in my notes because I assumed we were going to review these at some point. But this was this was probably at least the nineteen. I will at least say this: at least the nineteen or the sixteen sixty six part of it was my least favorite of the three. Now, like I, I, I do like how it kind of wrapped everything up at the end, um, and and also I, I will say that it's kind of hard to separate this one. I guess it, it's really easy to just say this is one big long story over the three. Um, so, but but as far as enjoyment wise, yeah, I would agree. This was probably my least favorite one of the three. Uh, I'm gonna slightly disagree. Um, I think that one is probably my least favorite, but it's not by a wide margin. I just think because of, you know, I mean, the first one, you need the first one to get to the second one, which is my favorite. Spoiler on that. Um, but the third one, um, the 1666 stuff isn't great to me. It's not my kind of horror that I prefer, but I love that we get the origin story. I think it's a really cool thing that I didn't quite see coming. Um, who ends up being the good and who ends up being bad. I think that was kind of cool. Uh, now, I'm not going to say I didn't completely see it coming, but there were, I don't feel like they gave anything too heavy away in, in the first two that made me, or that would have made me think. So I'll give them kudos for that. And I really like the way they wrap it up in 1994. So when yeah. I rank them, I understand how it sounds having part one as my number three. But it's it's by a very slim margin, and I mean a very slim margin. I just like the character development we get in the second act. That's what I'll call it. So the last forty eight minutes or so that take place in nineteen ninety four. I love the way that story wraps up. I, I think it's really cool. And um, the sixteen sixty six stuff is a little uh, Ari Aster for me. There's some some witch slash midsummer slash hereditary vibes with it, but I think that was intended. And, um, it's again, not everyone's cup of tea, but I enjoyed it enough for uh, the movie as a whole to kind of move into my number two spot. Well, yeah, and uh, something... I'll go ahead, go ahead. Brian. I was go just going to say, I was just going to say that I think that this trilogy really benefited from being released, uh, one week apart. I think that if you would have done the, 
usual, you know, wait a year and get the second one, wait a year and get the third one. I don't think that these movies could hold up like that. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I, I just think that they really benefited from, all right, it's one big overarching story. Um, and I think having all three made all three of them better. And I don't, and, and I don't know if that would have happened if you'd have gone like the Saul route, for example, who has one big overarching story, but was released years apart. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Uh, I mean, I've got some nitpicks, but, but that's just something I just wanted to put out there. Surprise, surprise, but I actually disagree with both of you. And I actually really, really like this movie, the 1666 part. And I honestly started to hate this movie when it got back to 1994. Uh, we're not going to spoil it, but once they, you know, they get to the, I will just say they go back to the mall or whatever. And I'm not going to spoil what happens there, but I thought it was, I couldn't take it seriously. It was hokey. I thought it was corny. Uh, I honestly hated that part. I liked the 1666 part. I thought the, uh, the church scene I thought was very yeah, creepy. Absolutely. Uh, I, I actually really enjoyed the, uh, the first part the the ending is what completely lost me of it, but I still, you know, I like the movie. Well, I but, like uh, both. I, I like both parts. I want to make that clear. I just prefer the second act to the first because it's my, you know, it, it, it was a little more fun, but I get what you're saying. But to me that, you know, the last act kind of reminded me of stranger things. the, the last yeah. season as far as involving the mall and the way it was yeah. lit and the way it was shot. So maybe that's why I enjoyed it in my brain. I know you like Stranger Things too, so that kind of surprises me a little bit. I was but, like, what is this, Home Alone? Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying there wasn't some hokiness, but I, I mean, heck, the entire part two was hokey in a way. because well, the, it was, the entire trilogy's been hokey. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I think I talked about last year. You have to, to me anyway, I had to sit back and be like, all right, I'm not taking this seriously. Just right. gonna sit back and have some fun. Yeah. And honest and that's you know, that's I think that's why I liked the the ninety-four part so much. I loved seeing the nostalgic, the the gadzooks, the the mall part, the super soakers, all the stuff from ninety-four yeah. that they kind of threw in your face and the discmans. Um, I, I loved that. I, but but I agree that it was cheesy, but that's kind of what this whole thing to me has kind of been. That's kind of what Goosebumps and Fear Street to me has always been. But you know, like uh Everyone likes some cheese, but they don't like all cheeses. You know right. what I'm saying? I thought that was I thought that was just too cheesy to me personally. I just well, it didn't work for me. Well, you know my saying: when it works, it works, and when it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, there's just you know some stuff hits better than others. If you liked part two's cheese but didn't like part three's, I totally get that. Um, yeah. I I what I like about the 1666 part is the fact, and a lot of people didn't like this, but I did. I like that they took most of the cast from part two and stuck them in the in the bodies or characters of uh, in part three. I think that was kind of fun. A lot of people had a problem with it, and I get that. But for me, it just kind of helped me identify the act. Okay, we've seen these actors before; they're playing different right. characters. But we but that's very American Horror Story. They do that a lot, where yeah. you know yep. they they continue the cast, but they keep you know they they change the characters, but they keep the cast. And I think. That's kind of the vibe I got from that, and I liked it. I thought it was really good. I I thought Sarah Fear slash Dina, great job. I think it was awesome. I think Ashley, I think Ashley Zuckerman does a great job playing all the goods <laughs> as the timeline goes. So I, you know, I really, really liked it, and and I actually thought he was great as Solomon in this third part. 
Yeah, I have no issue with acting. I think it was fine. I like. I personally, I'm I'm with you, Mike. I like seeing the same characters because uh, we were already familiar with them, so I liked it. I did wish we would have had a little more uh, Sadie in it, but yeah, I won't. I won't complain just because I like her in general. I, I really liked her character in the second one and in Stranger Thing. I would have liked to see her a little more, but yeah, uh, I I agree with that. Brian, any more thoughts? Well, I actually, at first, and I will admit, at first, it did kind of bother me that it was the same actors and actresses playing this different part. I mean, uh, and then I kind of thought, you know what? Like, I don't know how else that could have even been done. Like, you have to get across that these are ancestors to these people. And I just don't, I don't know of a way that you could have done that. Now, maybe I'm just not a good writer, but maybe a good writer could have done that. But I was like, you know what? That's fine. Um, You know, I get it. Now I may not have wanted it, I guess, but but a wholeheartedly. But props to Keanu Madeira for playing both Dina and Sarah Fear. Um, you know, she was actually she's actually left-handed, and Madeira in real life is ambidextrous, so it kind of worked out perfect um, for her playing the you know Sarah Fear part. But um, you know, I I don't know. I I would have liked to have props to. I, I think I would have liked to have seen. Elizabeth Scopel, though, who 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 played Sarah Fear, you know, the the real Sarah Fear, I think I would have liked to at least seen her as Sarah Fear instead of uh, Madeira. Although, like I said, Madeira did a great job having to play two different characters. But I think I would have at least liked to have seen Sarah Fear be um, was Elizabeth Scopel, the, the, the real one the whole time. I just think that of all of them, I think that she would have been the one being that she's been a main player this whole time. That's just kind of my my only nitpick of it, really. Sorry. <laughs> Two more positives as far as the cast goes. I think that Jillian Jacobs does a great job as adult Ziggy. Like, I know, you know, there was some criticism of her, but I actually thought she was great in the role in the second act. I, I enjoyed her work a lot. And I like the character of Martin. You know, again, some online complaint there, but I thought he added some comedic relief that was needed. Uh... And, you know, intense moments, which, again, that's kind of what you're going for here, going for a little bit cheesy and hokey. And so I understand why someone wouldn't like that character. But for me, it it just kind of landed. So I'll give them credit for, you know, he had good comedic timing with the rest of the cast. I thought it was really good. And I want to give props uh, to the set director, the costume designer, I think. Absolutely. I think I think they nailed the 1666 look like the the cabins or the houses. Uh, just the whole setting, the mood, the atmosphere, like Mike says a lot. Uh, the lighting, I think, was very good. The church was super creepy once they're in there. Uh, you know, the the well scene was awesome when that whenever the well stuck. I really like that. And uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I'm sorry, but the crazy drunk guy. I think he did a great job. His teeth yeah. looked terrible. Yeah, it was so great. props to that. Uh, I think they nailed the uh, the settings, that the costumes. The, I think the cinematography was really good too. I think the camera was used really well for the uh, 1666 part. Like, I felt like it was the – like, yeah. I won't say it was absolutely. as good as The Witch, but well, they were pretty good. Right. I mean, I agree. I, I think the – I say this in every show almost now because I guess we've been picking some good ones, but the cinematography was fantastic. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I, I think this feels like 1666. And so props to the people – you know, the exact same thing you just said, Nico. Props to everyone involved in that and making it feel that way. Just a completely different vibe from the first two movies. Not no, not even close to the same. And obviously that's for reason. Right. Uh, I mean, it's shot the same, 
for the most part, obviously, but it, it doesn't feel the same. And I, I think that deserves a lot of credit because it'd be real easy to fall back on just, you know, kind of making it kind of feel like 1666. No, man, they, I thought they did a really great job of making me feel like I was in those, those times where everyone was a witch that didn't, you know, follow this strict set of rules. And I thought, you know, really, you know, it did remind me a lot of the witch. And I think that was on purpose. I think clearly there's some inspiration there. I know the Fear Street books exist, but like Brian mentioned, they're taking some collections of those books, but most of these stories are original. And, and so clearly you see the influences in all three of these movies. And I have no doubt this was the quote unquote a 24 part of this series that we got right here. And I think it was pretty well done, man. It's very impressive that these, uh, these cast members, uh, went from the witch style of acting to, you know, the scream style of acting. Cause yes, they're both horror movies, but they are, you know, different realms. And, uh, so it's very impressive that the range that they have to do it in the same movie. I was, uh, I, I really enjoyed that. Even if I didn't really love the second half, it is impressive to go from, you know, town folk in 1666 to teenager in 1994 at the mall. So, uh, big props to, uh, to, to the actors who were in both parts. I mean, they had to change their accents and that, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of tough, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And I just want to say like props to Netflix too. They really, you could tell, put a lot of money into this. It's, it's really been nice uh, to see a good, set of of slashers you know like a a, a good a nice little trilogy of of movies um you know it 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 it, you know it gave me something that i've been looking for 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 a while that we don't get very much of nowadays and um you know i i I can tell you know that they really spent a lot of money and time got some really good actors and actresses to do this you know they they really put a lot into it and you know it's uh you know, it, it was really, it was nice to see. So hopefully we get some more of these, you know, coming down the line. It's, it's no wonder that it's been such a, honestly, such a hit to, uh, to everybody that I've seen uh, online. Absolutely. And, you know, to piggyback off you, this has been kind of going around for a couple of days, really ever since the series came out with the first episode or the first part, excuse me, that like, it's kind of reviving the slasher genre, which we touched on last week. And But I think there's some truth to it, and I do think what this series has done is found a nice balance line where yeah. it's not all cheese slasher. Like when you think of like Sleepaway Camp or like, you know, My Buddy Val, you know, st- stuff that's really just over the top cheese, but it's enjoyable. This, this series has found a nice balance line to have a good story that's interwoven throughout all three movies, but also give you... Carnage Candy in part one, Carnage Candy in part two, and then in part three you get some re- – it's not Carnage Candy, but you get some really gross scenes of see- – I-, I hate to spoil it, but if you know what I mean, I, you know, you should keep your eyes out for that scene. <laughs> I'm just going to drop that little hint right Look, there. Look, you have – I mean, you hit it on the head. Like, there is something for everybody over these three movies. Like, if you don't like part one, you're going to love part two. If you don't like one of those, you're going to love what was given to you in part three. You're going to love the carnage candy, or you're not, or you're going to love the story part, or you're going to love the acting. Like, they gave every genre a person, you know, a, a little bit of uh, something there for everybody. Yeah. And uh, I think, like you guys said, th- these three movies just 
it filled an emptiness or a void that us horror fans had because right. there's yeah. nothing out right now. Like the right. Conjuring's off of HBO Max. Uh, there's not much coming out right now, and you know a lot of fans are you know hungry for Stranger Things season four. So these three movies, you know, I mean, I, I'm in a lot of horror groups on Facebook. I'm sure you guys are too. These movies have been like the talk of the uh, of yeah. those groups recently, and uh, and if you look on YouTube, there's instant reactions. You know, we're you know we're doing one right now. But everyone's doing them. Everyone is loving them. So whether right. you like them or not, it's getting a lot of attention, and uh, rightfully so. I think uh, these are fun movies, and I, I would definitely recommend them. I agree. Uh, y'all right. want to jump into some cons, some minor cons? I think I've already said mine, really. But Yeah, I've said mine, too. I- I'm going to give you the only one I didn't give, and, and to be consistent on this show, which I always try to be, even though Brian accuses me of not being, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh this third part is too damn long. Um, now, I'm not going to say it, it felt that long. I think in the flow of watching the movie, and I need to go back and rewatch it, because really, nine times out of ten, I complain a movie's too long on a rewatch. Never an initial watch, because I want to take in the whole thing, and I want to really soak it in, and I'm fine with it being long. Is it rewatchable? I don't know. I haven't gone back and watched it yet, so I hate to judge it too hard, but this movie's almost two hours. It's long. Okay, for what the rest and they're all a little long. Uh, part one's not as long as part two, and part two's not as long as part three. And so we, you know, we get kind of longer, longer as the movies go. But I kind of understand why that happened. But at the end of the day, the length is really the only sm- and it's a small con with these movies. I hate to complain about it because, like you said, this series is filling a void that just hasn't been filled in such a long time. And I'm not going back even pre-pandemic. We really weren't getting these types of horror movies in the theaters. No. And, and you know, everything had had so much, and I'm fine with that, but everything had so much thought and detail, and it made you question, had you made existential crisis. And these movies are just fun. There's a little bit of that in there. There's some yeah. subtle stuff that they touch on as far as, you know, in the real world, politically, they make it topical without shoving it in your face. And I think horror movies were about... You know, we're going to review one here soon, 28 weeks later, that kind of does the exact same thing. I think it's not so in your face. It's an allegory. And I think there's some of that here, but it's not so much that I have to sit and question myself when I get home and sit on the couch and look at the ceiling and think, what did I just watch? That doesn't exist in these movies. You know exactly what you're getting into. I think that's a lot of fun and something that's been missing from the theater experience when it comes to horror. Halloween 2018 kind of started that. There wasn't a lot of, you know... Super critical thought in those movies. I think you got exactly what you wanted, which was a Halloween movie. And even with Spiral, which had mixed reviews, and I understand that, you still got a Saw movie. To me, it it felt like a Saw movie. It had Saw vibes. It may not have been everyone's cup of tea, but to me, it was still in that same universe as far as Saw goes. So that was a lot of fun to go back to. But outside of those, you you just haven't been getting these. And I want to commend the director, producer, and everyone involved, including Netflix, for giving us this because it's been a really long time coming. And this is the kind of horror that I like. This is a lot of fun. Well, with Spiral, with Halloween 2018, you've, you, yeah, they gave you what you wanted. It's, a, it's the slasher, but these franchises had so much baggage over all of these years that 
you know, you're such a fan of Halloween. You are like going in, like looking like I need to see this. I need to see this. I'm going to be pissed. Like, don't screw this up. I love it. Right. But, but these, you were able to just sit back, kick back, relax, like enjoy it. And that's, that's something I haven't been able to do in a long time watching a slasher. No doubt. Absolutely. And that's, Hey, that's how I feel about the next screen. I'm like, I'm excited, but I also don't want them to screw it up. And I hate that. Exactly. I, I hate that I've gotten to that place. It's a good thing to be a super fan sometimes, but yeah. it kind of takes the enjoyability out of it occasionally, which is the same thing with sports and anything you're into. I, I, you know, yeah. if you're a big Marvel Universe person, you want to make sure the next movie gets exactly everything right. You kind of remove the fun. And this was just fun. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I agree with you, Mike, though. I do think the second watch is after seeing this one, I don't know. I think the runtime may, just because I know it's coming, I think the runtime will uh, affect it a little bit. Um, y'all got any more any more thoughts for we, uh, you know, it's just an instant reaction. We ended up going almost 50 minutes last week. I don't think we need to go that long <laughs> this week. Uh, any more final thoughts before we close this out? No, just go watch them. Yeah, I do think there was more meat on the bone with part two just because of the, it was basically a Friday the 13th movie, which is a fun thing for us to kind of go back and, you know, kind of talk about and stuff. And this is just a little bit of a different film, not in a bad way. I think it it kind of, right now, now upon a rewatch, part one may be my, no one's beating part two. That's just the way that's going to be as far as my favorite in this series. But you could probably interchange part one and three and I would be fine with either way. But I highly recommend all three. I think the story is good. The acting is good. The It feels like a horror movie. It always feels like it's trying to be scary. But not not so scary where you have existential dread every time you watch the movie, like Midsummer, or I hate to keep referencing them, but that's just kind of you know they're in that vein. The Witch, which we reference, and you know this movie kind of has a feeling like you know you always kind of feel on edge, like a awkwardness throughout the entire film, and you don't get that with these. And I, I think they're a lot of fun. You should all go check them out. Let's rank them real quick before you get out of here because I agree with you. They're fun. I highly recommend you watch them. I'll just kick us off since I brought it up. I would rank it number two, uh, a little bit of a drop-off at one, and then kind of a, a little bit of a decent drop-off to three. But I still like three, but it's definitely two, one, three for me. That's the same for me, two, one, three. I would say two, three, one. or But I think three and one are almost tied. Like I think it's like neck and neck. I hate to even rank the bottom two. Now, two is a clear favorite just because it is a slasher movie in the most purest form that has a really cool story involved in it as well, which is hard to do. And then you get one and three, you know, one and one kind of has those scream vibes, which we touched on, but it doesn't do it as well as scream. And I, even I know what you did last summer, the first one, which I, you know, liked enough anyway. And so it kind of, kind of falls by for me, but I probably need to rewatch part one is really what I need to do. But right now I put three above one just by a, like a micro hair. But again, it's hard to even rank them because I mean, yeah, one one can stand by itself. The Absolutely. other two you can't watch by themselves without have seen the other ones. Yeah. So it's almost just you have to. It's almost like you have to just say, "Hey, look, this is one big long story." It um, is kind of like it chapter one and it chapter two. To be honest with you, I mean, you have it's they barely stand, and those movies stand on their own better than these would. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, just want to thank all our fans and listeners. Really appreciate all the support. Uh, like we all mentioned, highly recommend you go check out all these Fear Street uh, movies. Easily accessible, you can watch them on the couch or in your bed or where, however you like to watch Netflix. Uh, two clicks and you're there, so you don't have to even drive to the movie theater or nothing. And popcorn won't cost you twenty dollars. Uh, check these movies out. We appreciate all the support. 
subscribe to subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on you know Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the good stuff. Uh, thank you for all the support, and we'll be back. And maybe we'll review these movies pretty soon. You never know. I hope so. Just want to remind everybody.